0: Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. In Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1, God who at various times in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by His Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the the worlds, who, being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they, For to which of the angels did he say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he says, Who makes his angels, spirits, his ministers, a flame of fire? Verse 8, but to the son he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever, and the scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And you, Lord, in the beginning has laid the foundation of the earth, and and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you remain, and they will all grow old like a garment, like a cloak. You will fold them up, and they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will not change. But to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool"? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who are? will inherit salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. And look at verse 2. He says that whom, verse 2, has in these last days uh, has spoken to us by his son, whom he, has, whom he has appointed heir of all things. Let's all say appointed heir of all things. Of all things. Please say it again. Appointed heir of all things. Jesus has been appointed heir of all things by the Father. Okay, to say that he's the heir of all things—that means that all things have been given to him. All things. Jesus is the heir of all things. Take notice of that. So, who is Jesus? Heir of all things. Okay. He has been appointed heir of all things. So he started comparing Jesus to the angels, and he says that Jesus is better than the angels. And he starts quoting, quoting. First quotation he quoted in the verse five. He, he, quotes, he said that your, your throne, uh, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Verse 5, the second quotation, I will be to him a father. Verse 6, the third quotation, let the angels of God worship him. Verse 7, the fourth quotation, who makes his angels' spirits and his uh, a ministers' flame of fire. The fifth quotation, your throne, O God, is forever and ever, and the scepter of righteousness is the scepter of righteousness the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated in lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your fellows. Okay, that's quotation number one, five. The first one is my son, uh, verse five. The second one is in that verse five, I will be a father. The third one is in verse six, let the angels of God worship him. The fourth one is in verse seven, who makes, his, um, um, who makes his angel spirits? The, and then the fifth one is in verse eight and verse nine. All right. So the whole of verse eight and verse nine is quotation. He says that, but to the son he says, now he, then he quotes, your throne, O God, is forever and ever, and a, s- a scepter of righteousness is a scepter of your kingdom. You have verse nine, you have Lord righteousness. So all is one quotation. All right. And in verse 10, he, he quotes, uh, in, in, for you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of. So that, that's number, quotation number what? Six. Six. And then uh, the quotation number seven. The last quotation in this text is verse 13. <coughs> Two quotations. Quotations of Paul, making reference to God's word. Making reference to so it's explained, you can't explain Jesus without God's word. Bible says, Jesus said said to the Pharisees, you search through the scriptures, thinking that in them you have eternal life. And these scriptures are, John chapter 5 verse 39, and these scriptures are pointing to me. That's interesting, isn't it? He said, you search through the scriptures, thinking that you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me. They are pointing to me. Mm. The scriptures are about Jesus. That's why I said that you have to put on your son, S-O-N glasses, to Be able to understand the scriptures if you read the Bible and you don't see Jesus, you haven't read it. So he kept quoting and making references, but in the argument here, he was making the argument the case or uh, uh, raising the argument about how Jesus is superior to uh, the angels. But you know what's beautiful about this text today? That's the focus. I want to my focus um, the son or Christ. Uh, M, I want to, I want to quote, quote the Greek word that that can make it very. You can easily remember M E T O C H O S. How would you pronounce that? M-E-T-O-C-H-O-S. Metacos, meta, metacos, metacos. Okay. What's the meaning of metacos? It is partner or partake. All right. It's a very important word. So Christ are metacos. Let's just say Christ are metacos. Some of you will say it. I didn't say menopause. I said metacos. Say Christ are metagos, <laughs> which means Christ or the Son are metaphors, which means the Son, our partner. It's very important. All right. Watch this. This is very important. So if the Bible is making a case that Jesus is higher than angels and we are his partners, he's talking about you, actually. He's bringing you in the equation. He's, he's letting you in. He's pulling you in. This is written to river crosses. As soon as you cross the river, you, 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 you enter into an inheritance. Now, remember, Christ was appointed heir of all things. Christ, our metacos. All right, so he compares the angels to Christ and he says that Christ is the heir of all things. All right, so then he, last week I spoke about, uh, is it last week or the week before, I told you about how in the verse 9, let's look at verse 9. Please put it, or you into your Bible since you have opened to Hebrews chapter 1 already. Hebrews chapter 1, ah, verse 9. Thank you, Jesus. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Some translations say hated wickedness. You have iniquity. Yeah, hated iniquity. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God. Listen, you cannot be doing right in vain. So long as God is concerned. If you do right, God will react to you. Stop telling me I'm I'm under grace. It even makes grace work better for you. He said, you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness, iniquity. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you. You have been appointed, but you are now being anointed because of righteousness. Who told you holiness doesn't matter? Holiness is a booster of anointing. So therefore, God, your God, has anointed you, watch this, watch this, has anointed you with the, ah, with the oil, say anointing. So anointing. With, with the God himself, oh, this was not a pastor pouring something from a horn on you. Say God himself has done the anointing service. <laughs> hallelujah. hallelujah God has uh, God conducts anointing service for people who walk in righteousness and hate, wickedness, lawlessness and iniquities, he conducts the anointing service himself, because I can pour oil on you and God will say I'm not in this one Because you can look very powerful and very holy and very spiritual. And me, I look at you, I say, ah, this one, God, 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 let the anointing come. I call and pour oil like Samuel. Samuel pour the oil. The oil say, I am going to come. Because this oil belongs to David, who has separated himself and prepared himself for God. So God says that you love righteousness and hate. Listen, you hate something if you love God. You You can't stand something based on where your love is. The direction of your love determines what you can tolerate. Oh, mother's understand this better if you have a child. You understand it better. You, where your heart is determines what you can tolerate. Because love creates hatred. Love for one thing creates hatred for anything that stands in, that, in the way of that thing. So because you have loved righteousness and hated, you can't stand iniquity. He said, therefore, God... Your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Now, there's another place in the Bible which talks about oil of joy. Right. Now, what I'm talking about today is centered around more than your, put it on the screen again, anointed with oil of gladness. More than who? Your more than who? Step more than who? Your okay, so he has anointed you more than your companions. Now, the question is, who are these companions? The word metakos is the, compa- the word Greek word for companion. Metakos. God has anointed you more than your metakos. Number one, when we talk about companion, some, 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 some theologians think, assume the companions that may be meant, the Bible is meaning the angels, because it's talking about Christ and angels. And... And the angels are his companions in the sense that they are kind of all heavenly, they have heavenly operations, all right? So the angels are his companions, but because of his love for, for righteousness and um, hatred for um, iniquity, God has anointed him more than his companions. Or some also believe that he's talking about more than the old days prophets, old time prophets in the old days. those guys are anointed. Anointing come back. Christ's anointing is above them. But I Upon research, I believe very much and I'm convinced that this word, the companions, is talking about you and I. Amen. We are the companions of Christ. But in a certain sense, he is higher than us. Mm. Even though we are his shareholders. You know there are shareholders and there are shareholders. There are some people, they own a company. They own 95% of the company. <laughs> so when it comes to making decisions, listen, their own counts more than your own who owned 0.1% of the company. Right. So so even though we are partners with Christ, watch this, this is very important. We are partners, we are shareholders, medicals, we are partners with Christ, okay? God has anointed him more than his companions. Now, in what way are we partners with Christ? Because once you become born again, watch this, this is very important. In verse 2, he says that God has appointed him heir of all things, when once you are saved, we become joint heirs. We are, he was appointed to be heir of all things, we are saved to be joint heir of all things. Joint heirs. In Romans chapter 8, verse 17, he talks about we are joint heirs with Christ. Romans 8:17, He said, "You are joint heirs with Christ." Say joint heirs. So what? What does that mean? If he has been, oh, I like this. This, this, this is getting good. If he has been appointed heir of all things and we are joint heirs with him, then it stands to imply that we are actually heir, joint heir of all things. Joint heirs of all things. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 21. Let's look at verse 21. A very interesting text I stumbled across. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 21. It said, therefore, let no one boast in men, for all things are whose. All things are whose? Okay. Ours, okay. He has been appointed heir of all things, and he says that all things are ours. Go to the next verse. Verse 22. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all things are yours. We are, we are joint heirs with Christ. He's appointed heir of all things, and we are joint heirs of all things. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah! And so, if we are joint heirs with Christ, and he's seated at a certain position, and he has inherited a name higher than the angels, and what is? He is the firstborn, and being the firstborn means that there are other bones. Yes. And we are the other bones. Yes. We are the other bones. We are his brothers. In chapter two, when we get to Hebrews chapter two, I'm going to show you how we are the brothers of Christ. We we are the sons of God and the brothers of Christ. In chapter two, he talks about how because they're his brothers. Chapter two, verse 11, 12, and thirteen. Because of uh, because we are flesh and blood. <laughs> I can't wait to get to that place. Because we are flesh and blood, he himself shared in the same. All right. He said, in as much of as verse what? in as much as the children are partakers, either said where. They Again, you see that word, that word partaker is the metakos. Now, the, the word metakos is used six times in the, in the Bible. Only one. It, it's used six times in the Bible. It's, you know, Greek words are rich. So sometimes it can mean this, it can mean that. It's, it, it's only been translated or rendered as partners, okay? Partners in one place, companion. What we read, Hebrew chapter. One verse nine. We are his companions. All the other places that it, it appears, actually five, four of them appears in Hebrews. One appears in Luke chapter five verse seven. In Luke chapter five verse seven, the Bible says that when they began to catch the fish, they called their friends, their partners. Okay, they called their metacos. Come, come and let's share in this thing. They called them. Come and come come and, come and take part of this booty that has come. In 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 um in Hebrews chapter. 3 verse 1, it talks about <laughs> I like that, oh man what what are, what have we been called to share in? We have been called to be partakers, look at Hebrews chapter 1 verse chapter 3 verse 1, it says that therefore, therefore holy brethren partakers of what? Listen, we are all partakers of this thing, we have been called to partake of the heavenly calling but these are the things we share in common we are partakers. listen you are also part of it Amen. don't exempt yourself you are also part of it We are partakers in Christ. And in verse 14 of Hebrews chapter chapter 3, verse 14, it talks about how we are partakers, have become partakers of Christ. Partakers, we are all sharing him. We are enjoying him together. He's ours. We have been called to partake. Take part of who Christ is. So take part of the heavenly calling Take part of Christ, chapter 6, verse 4, because chapter 12, one. I don't think most of you will be happy about it, but we are called to be part of it. Chapter 6, verse 4, chapter 6, verse 4, I like the Holy Ghost, we are called to be partakers. It says that if it's impossible for those who are, who, who are, who are once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become what? Partakers of the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. When you are born again, when you, are, when you come to believe in Christ, when you are saved, you are saved to partake of the Holy Spirit. And we are all joint partners, joint partners with Christ. So we have been called to partake. In Romans chapter 12, verse 8, that's one, some of you may not like it, but actually when you are called, you are called to share in that. It's called what? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 8, said, But if you are without chastity and correction, of which, we, we, uh, of which all have become partakers, then you are not a true son. Because if you are a genuine son, God will discipline you. When you are born again, you have signed up for heavenly discipline. Hallelujah. You are part of it. You are enjoy. I get my, spare, my, share, my fair share. You get your adequate share. <laughs> because Bible says that a good father chastises the child he loves. If you are continuing in sin, you are continuing in gossip, you are continuing in fornication, mm. and things are going normal, God is still blessing you. That is not true. You are not a son. Because it says that what push it back. He said, Then you are actually a bastard. You are an illegitimate. You are you are illegitimate. Yeah, you see what what version is that King James? King James said, Ye are bastards and not sons. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What shows that you are a son when God you are partaking in the correction chastening? Chastisement, chastisement, not punishment, but chastisement mm-hmm. is different from punishment. God chastises the sons in love. When you are partakers or partakers of it, you, you, you suddenly, you, you stop paying your tithe and things began going funny. God is trying to get you back on track. It's good. But you start, you stop giving tithe. You, you are lying and everything is going on. Prosperity is coming. Breakthrough is coming. You must know that maybe the devil is deceiving you. He's actually birthing you. God has not birthing you. We are Partakers. Partakers. We are all partakers of the chastisement as God gives us because we are sons. Remember, he is the son and he is the firstborn, and we all became sons. So we are partakers of Christ, partakers of the Holy Spirit, partakers of the heavenly calling, and partakers of the chastisement that belongs to sons. Because you know why in all this? Because Christ is our partner. Christ is our metacos. That is why we are partakers of Christ. The blessing. Say one, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's, let's go back to Hebrews chapter one, chapter chapter one. it says that you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Now, the oil of gladness. If you read Isaiah chapter sixty-one verse three, Isaiah chapter sixty-one, he said said uh, Isaiah sixty-one put put you on the screen. It talks about the oil of joy for those who mourn in Zion. Okay, so is there that yeah, to console all those who mourn in Zion to, to give them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. It, it's, it's it's oil of gladness, oil of joy. I, I believe that it's kind of the same, but it's talking about for those who mourn in Zion. That's a human beings in Zion, right? So the oil of gladness is for ordinary people, no angels. That's the point I'm trying. So it's we, you and I, we the partakers of Christ. We are the ones who also have been anointed with oil of gladness. Just like Christ, But his own, is above our own. Right? He's, he's anointed more than us. That's why his name is Christ. Christ means the anointed one. The anointed one and his anointing. Someone is blessed. Shout hallelujah. So, so then, it's very important. Then he goes on. And you and you, Lord, in the beginning, laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you remain, and they will all grow old like a garment, like a cloak, you will fold them up, and they will be they will be changed. Watch this. The last statement. But you are the same. Your years will never fail. Right there. This is quoting from some. Psalm 102, verse 25 to 27. This is interesting. I want to explain something to you. Psalm 102, verse 25 to 27. This text is referring, pointing. So Hebrews is quoting. This is the, the sixth of the quotation. You remember? The sixth of the quotation, Hebrew chapter one. Quoted to Psalm 102, verse 25 to 27, making reference to Christ Jesus. And he says that he laid the foundation. And it's from, in Psalms, he's talking about Christ and he says that Christ does not change. He remains the same. That is talking about immutability. It's only God who has immutability. He doesn't change. God. He, he doesn't change. And so, right, that statement is pointing to the deity of Christ, not the deity of angels. Christ has deity, but the angels have not got deity. What, let me, since we are partners, watch this. Watch this, watch this. This is very important. We are partners of Christ. Remember, we are Christ, Metacos we are partners. One of the things, we don't share his deity. We may share Divinity. But we don't have deity. I'll explain it. Human beings, church people, born again Christians, they have divinity but not deity. When you have deity, you you have become exactly at the level of God. Only God possesses deity. Because we are created beings, we can't have deity. But Christ shares divinity. He brought divinity into us. What is divinity? The nature of God in us. The nature of heaven in us, the nature of God is in us, but not deity. It's just like being a father. You can be a man as, like your father, but you cannot be a father like your father. You can't be equal to your father. Because if you become 50 years old and he gave birth to you when he was, he was 30 years old, by the time you are 50, he's 80. You can catch up to 80. He will go to 110. Yeah. Even if he dies, he's still your father. So... We 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 do not we do not have deity, but Christ has deity. That is why he pointed to Christ's deity. He says that you are the same, your years are the same. You don't change. Angels are not; they don't have deity. Right in the Old Testament, he's talking about the deity of Christ. Hallelujah! And then he moves on. He talks about your your years never change; they will never fail. And just to throw a little bit more light on our, Christ being our companions. We are his companions and we are higher than angels too. Amen. Look at the next verse, verse 13. But to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my... Uh, but to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies... That's the last quotation, the 17, uh, seventh quotation. Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your fruit. To. Psalm 110. That is one of the quotations that I've been... Watch this. This is one quotation that was quoted most... In the New Testament. Old Testament verse that have been quoted most in the New Testament. It was quoted in Matthew chapter 22, verse 24. It was quoted in Acts chapter 2, verse 35. It was quoted in Luke chapter 20, verse 43. It was quoted in Mark chapter 12, verse 36. It was quoted in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14. Before it's been quoted in Hebrew chapter 1, verse 14. That, that quotation. They kept quoting it because God said, to Jesus, that sit at my right hand I make your enemies your footstool. And he says that, watch this, God didn't say this to angels. And he said, for you, for you to know, maybe you are so fascinated about angels, for you to know in the verse 14, for you to know, do you know who angels are? Are they not all, all they are all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who will inherit They are sent to serve us. But Christ was not sent to serve us in that he is our, the captain of our salvation. He's the Son. And we and Christ are above the angels. Hallelujah. So let, let, me, let me show you something, quickly. Let me show you something. In, in, in Genesis chapter 28, verse, verse 12. <laughs> Genesis chapter 28, verse 12, it talks about how Jacob was sleeping, and then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder. Ha, hallelujah. I feel like preaching. A ladder was set up on the earth, and it stopped reaching Where? to the heavens and what the angels of God were ascending and on the ladder. The ladder, and he woke up, look at verse 16, verse 16 to verse 18, I like this, and Jacob, when Jacob woke up, that was Jacob woke up from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know, watch it, go to verse 17, look at this, verse 17, and he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place, which place, the place where he had the dream, and he saw a ladder connecting heaven and air, and angels are descending and ascending and descending on the ladder, watch this, and he said, this is none other place but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. It's interesting. This is what the gate of heaven. Hi! Is that this is no other place but the house of God? Because the house of God is the gate of heaven. The gate of heaven. He so said, This is the house of God. Bethel, the gate of heaven. In John chapter 1, look at how Jesus refers to this text. In John chapter 1, verse 51. Ah, listen to what? Let's all read it together. Let's all read it together. Are you ready? John chapter 1, verse 51. Yeah, let's go to let's read. Let's go. And he's now watch watch this. The he who said, "This Jesus talking." Okay, let's go. And he said to him, "Most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man." Ah, the only place we saw angels of God ascending and descending was where Genesis chapter twenty-eight verse twelve. And what was it? What they were they ascending and descending on? The ladder. So he said, "Me, I'm the ladder." between heaven and earth. Jesus is the ladder, the link between heaven and earth. Hallelujah! 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 And the angels just ascending and descending. And we are the house of God. We are the battle. And the angels that are just ascending and descending, what are they doing? They are bringing service. Like when you go to the restaurant, you see the waiters and waiters. They go and uh, go. They don't sit down. They, they can't sit. But, but you see them up and down up and down, and that's why verse 14, he said, who are they? Said, are they not ministering spirits? Send minister to ask the earth, So they operate on the instructions of Jesus. He's the latter. Heaven and earth. He said, I, I told you a revelation. I gave you a word of knowledge. You are so surprised. He said, oh, what would you do when you see the angels of God ascending and descending on the, um, the, the Son of God? Someone shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are the partners of Jesus? We are the Jesus. The, the Christ is our Metacos. He's our Metacos. We are connected to Him. We are His partners. And we are joint heirs with Him. He has been appointed heir of all things, and we have been saved to become joint heirs of all things. And in, in, in final scripture, I want to just throw a light to you about the angels and our status. Just to let you know, we are in the realm of Christ. Amen. In 2 Corinthians 3:6, he said, Do you not know that we shall hair? Hey, don't you know we are higher than the angels? Why? Why? Because Christ is our metacos. It's our metacos. We are joint heirs with Christ and we will judge angels. That's why God will have to chastise you if you're going wrong. Because your status is very high. Amen. Angels respect you. Amen. Oh, I thought someone is laughing for Jesus. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Did you receive something at all? Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Karis Church? And subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.